Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I amp things up and even risk offending you as we discuss the topic of Big Freaking God. I guess I'm just tired of people talking about God like he's some kind of nobody or like he's some kind of evil leader. Like we often talk about our presidents with disrespect and disdain, as if God has no real power and no real authority. Thing is, people don't realize they are actually harming themselves when they attack God or ignore him or imagine him to be some sort of inept leader. It's honestly time for a wake-up call, a true awakening to the ridiculous power of our Creator. Maybe you don't look down on God, but maybe you found yourself feeling numb toward Him, toward His greatness. This is what we want to talk about. We want to help you get back to the place where you reignite your heart toward the grandeur of God, where you unnumb yourself toward the incredible things of God. After all, if we are blah toward God, it isn't because he is blah or has somehow lost something in and of himself. No, it's because we have lost something, something we can't afford to lose. A couple things to expect. Josh does some voices from Despicable Me and takes us on a journey with Job. And I share a wild story from when Francis Chan spoke at Passion 2017. So let's pray and we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, I worship you today and I ask you to restore to us the wonder of your splendor and power so we can once again stand in awe of you, so we can once again grasp just exactly how incredible you are. Do not let us wrong-size you any longer. I pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast entitled, Big Freaking God. Hi guys, man, we're pumped to be here today. Pure Worship Podcast, Josh Edwards. Here we are. How's what you doing, man? Man, I'm doing really good. <laughs> you always say that. I, I I always do. If but if I'm honest, but seriously, how are you doing? I have a little stomach pain okay, because I have something go. going on. You got a little gas thing going I, on. Well, I don't want to talk about it because okay. this is the Pure Worship Podcast. Right. We're going to talk today about the amazing creator and Jeff you have affectionately uh, I'm sorry this is offensive to people but you've titled this particular episode I think we've titled no it. I'm gonna blame it all on you come 
on. Okay, man. I'll, I'll take it. So right. let's say it on three. Ready? One, right. two, three. Big, Big freaking God. God. Oh my goodness. Woo, come on. So here's the deal, you guys. Today, we're not trying to be offensive with that word, but there's just, there's just so, in our vocabulary, in our vernacular, there just isn't a lot of crazy adjectives mm-hmm. and words of expression that we can use to explain the greatness of our God. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to try to attempt today is just rally around scripture, rally around some ideas, even some other theologians like R.C. Sproul, Francis Chan, that kind of stuff. And we're just going to try to articulate today, look, this is our great God. This is who we're worshiping. And the purpose of today is to seriously to right size yeah. God, quote unquote. We yeah. want to right. We want to put him in his rightful yep. uh, frame of mind in our thinking and in our, in our vocabulary. And of course, you might think right off. Well, what do you mean? How can you right size God? Well, what we're saying is we need to get our brains right sized there around go. who God actually is. That's totally right. It. We're yeah. trying to right size God because what we've done is we've wrong sized God. Yes. Come on, somebody. We've wrong sized God. Okay. Of course, we're talking about the hows. How can we become the awakened, pure worshipers that God wants us to be? How can we awaken our hearts to God? Guys, I'm telling you, if you've gone numb toward God, which it's no big crime. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. Totally. I mean, come on. We've all been numb. We've kind of been blah. We've read our Bibles with our eyes glazed over. We've sang the worship songs and didn't even know what we were saying. No connection. We've all been there, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to stay there. Guys, if you're there right now, maybe there's someone, uh, maybe somebody out there that's listening, you're going through something. Maybe 10 years ago, you used to be on fire for God. Mm-hmm. Come on, this is for somebody who's really been struggling. And you may want to pass this podcast on to somebody who's been struggling. Maybe 10 years ago, they were somebody who was leading the way. Yep. Maybe there's somebody who's in ministry and just blazing a trail and you were following them. Mm-hmm. And now you know that they've fallen away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is one of the characteristics. This is one of the techniques that I use personally to keep my heart awakened toward God. Because yep. mine is just as likely to go cold as yours is. Yeah, my heart is just as li- likely, Josh's is just as yeah. likely to go cold as yours is. So how do we maintain the fire that we have? And we're not saying we always have the fire, but if we do have fire, there are certain things that we do that help to stoke the fire. Yeah. All right. And so one of the things that we do is we read big God scriptures yep. because we don't allow ourselves. Guys, you can't allow yourself to get into a place where you think God is small. Yeah or where you think you actually know more than he does. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the minute that you go there, you have wrong-sized God. It's some dangerous territory. And we're just to kick it right off here, you guys, we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 55. Many of you have heard this a million times. I just want to wash this over us all today. It says here, uh, Isaiah 55, 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And it goes on and it's amazing. And he just begins to explain more of who he is. And I want to bring you to a quote, and this is out of Awakening Pure Worship, uh, Jeff's hey, that's book me. that's out. This is the title at, at chapter 20, uh, this quote by Evelyn Underhill. Guys, listen to this. If God were small enough to be understood, he would not be big enough to be worshiped. Well, 
If God were small enough to be understood, he would not be big enough to be worshipped. And that's the throwback to Isaiah 55. Guys, that's the whole backdrop to this episode is we're just trying to paint this picture of our thoughts are not his thoughts. His ways are so much higher than ours. But guess what? He invites us into relationship yes. and communion with him and intimacy with him anyway. Isn't it funny how we get angry with God when we don't understand him? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, how many times have we been like, what? I don't understand, Lord. Why do I understand? We get yeah. so upset that we don't understand him. But the Bible actually tells us that there are going to be times when we just don't understand because right. his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yep. And really it's ironic because we really wouldn't want to worship God that we fully understood. If we could, if we were on his level, mm-hmm. there'd be no reason for us to worship him. Right. He is beyond us. Yes. And we need to stoke that fire in our lives. We need to remember, we must be reminded that we don't know what he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows. You need to say that out loud. God knows more than I do. Yeah. Like, can you say it for me? God knows more than, than I do. I mean, seriously, I, I we're kind of being silly there, but it's true. If you can say that out loud, God is bigger than I am. Yep. He knows more than I do. He's in charge. And that's a good thing because yeah. he's smarter than I am. Yep. And see, the whole world has, has rallied around this idea that somehow humanity is actually smarter than God. As if God's some dumb guy up in heaven, just he had creative powers, but after that, he wasn't any good for anything. Right. Our God is amazing. So Josh and I want to try to help you guys to right size God. We got to have a perspective shift here. I mean, you think about things like man's attempt to try to make themselves great. Tower right? of Babel kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You got this, these people come together and they try to build a tower to the skies, to the heavens, as if somehow they could make something that could actually reach up to God. Yeah. I mean... We're still doing that today, Josh. Yeah. I mean, we got the tallest building in the world in Dubai. Yeah. Right? It's a Burj Khalifa. Is that the, what it is? It's Burj, Khal- Burj Khalifa. Oh, Khalifa. Wait, that, that sounds <laughs> Russian. But anyways. <laughs> yes, I'm sounding like Gru from Despicable Me. Sorry. Exactly. Burj, Burj uh, sorry. Khalifa. Who knows Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Over 2,000 feet tall, right? But think about it. If you were standing on the moon... Could you see that building? It's like a toothpick on the earth. I mean, compared to how God, I mean, we think it's big and it is, it's a massive structure and it truly is impressive Yep. compared to things on this earth. But compared to the things that God has made, it's like a toothpick. It's yeah. nothing compared. So if we are constantly patting ourselves on the back, we've got to get to the point where we realize that God is bigger. He's a big freaking God. Right? BFG, baby. And so listen, listen, listen. So there's this, this quote from R.C. Sproul, right? And it says this. If our knowledge of God is superficial. Now, see, the reason I'm going to give you this quote is because it's purposeful. Yeah. I want to keep bringing us back to purpose. If you want to become an awakened, pure worshiper, you need to right-size God. Why, Jeff? How is that going to impact my worship? Oh, gee, let me tell you. R.C. Sproul helps us with the answer to that question. If our knowledge of God is superficial, then our worship will be superficial. Hmm. So... Small God, small worship. Mm-hmm. Big God, revelation of a big God, right? What's your revelation of God? Is it big? Have you lost the bigness of God in mm-hmm. your life? When you have a big God in your heart, there'll be big worship coming out of your heart. 
Gigantic God, gigantic worship. Come on, gargantuan. Somebody get a thesaurus. We got to get the right words here. Our words can't even say it right. Well, and then I love this idea. How can you worship a God that you are not impressed by? Oh, man. I mean, it's it's to your point. Think about that. Yeah. How, I mean, if you're not impressed by God, you won't worship him. Yeah. I mean, you can't worship something you're not impressed with. Yeah. You're not drawn to. But I'm here to tell you, we are here to tell you guys, if you're not impressed by God, there's a problem. Yeah. So we're going to try to reinstate who God is to you. And of course, you're going to have to do this for yourself. You're going to have to go find some big scriptures. I love, uh, came across, uh, I, I wish I had been there, but Passion 2017 mm. gathering, uh, Francis Chan was one of the speakers that yeah. day. What an amazing dude. He tells a story how when he spoke that year that he was scheduled right after this incredible event. Hmm. Like, you know, Louis Giglio's got this thing and he's got connections. He's He loves uh, just space and NASA Mysteries and all this of the stuff. Universe, yeah, 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 Mysteries of the Universe, all this stuff. And, he, and that's part of what he's doing. He's trying to paint a picture of how big this world is and in turn how big our God is, you know. Um, with indescribable, right? Mm-hmm, the song, mm-hmm. Chris Thomas song, indescribable. There's a whole video that goes with all that stuff. So he manages to connect with people at NASA. Louis does, and he arranged for this call. So all the people, 70,000 people in this arena, in this stadium, are actually on a phone call with a guy who's in space. I mm. believe it's he, the guy at the space station, the International Space Station. Okay. And so he, so Louis Giglio arranges for this phone call, right? And all these people, can you imagine? You're pretty impressed. Like, yeah. we actually are talking to an astronaut in space. Incredible. Big, and so, yeah. so Francis Chan is sitting there going, oh, and I have to follow that? How am I supposed to follow that? Spaceman. And then Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, how much greater, I mean, you're impressed that you get to talk to an astronaut. How much greater is it that you get to talk to the creator of the astronaut? Come on, man. The one who made space, the one who made the planets, the one who made the moon, the one who made gravity and the planets, how they orbit. I mean, come on, are we that impressed? It's impressive that they were talking to an astronaut. Yeah. But then he paints this picture. It's so beautiful, man. If you haven't looked up this video, you gotta go look it up. Push pause right now on the podcast. Come back to us, okay? But go look up this video of, of Francis Chan because he 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 does this prayer. And he's trying to explain to the people. He says this. He says, I'm I'm literally going to talk to God. <laughs> and he created the heavens. Hmm. And he's going to hear me, like me, like he, the uni- the creator of the universe is going to hear me. He's going to listen to me. You guys, I'm, I'm like literally quoting this. You guys, this is the most amazing opportunity that we get to speak to God. And literally, Josh, he gets down on his knees. He says, I want you guys to join me right now. I'm going to talk to the creator of the universe and he's going to listen. Wow. And then he's going to talk back to us. And it was like you could hear a pin drop in that place. I mean, see see how crazy we are that we're so amazed by the astronaut thing? And we should be. Yeah. But even more amazed. We've lost our love and feeling, man, toward <laughs> God. We've lost the bigness of who he is. If yeah. we think that it's not that impressive that we get to talk to him. 
So it's, it's just, to me, an incredible thing. He paints this picture and he gets down, he actually prays. And I think it awakened, reawakened people's heart for prayer right there in that moment. Wow. People are like, whoa, I underestimated this thing of prayer. Like, I'm talking. And you almost want to whisper. You're like, I'm talking to the God of the universe. Jeez. Help us, Lord. Restore this in us. Man, I'm getting just messed up right now. (laughs) Like, I'm getting rocked. Come on, man. Just by that, man. We think, Jeff, we think that we know him. And we know, you know, like 1 Corinthians 13 says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. We know the majesty of God in part, and mainly because of scripture. Some people have had throne room encounters, experiences, that kind of stuff. But we just know these snippets, man. We have like Revelation 1 that talks about, man, I saw the the son of man and his head and his face were like hair, hair and face were like, like white, like wool and his eyes were like flames of fire and his hands and feet were like burnished bronze. And there was a sword that came out of his mouth and all this kind of stuff. And we have these pictures in scripture of who our God is, but I'm just getting messed up right now. Like, Whoa, Lord, forgive me for putting you in like this little micro box. Yes. Lord, forgive me for thinking of you in a false way when you're so grand and you're so amazing and you're so literally the word awesome. You are so awe-inspiring. And so Lord, forgive me for viewing you in any other way than that. And I pray that today, Lord, that you would just restore into us a right view of who you really are. And that's really what we're trying to do, man, right? I mean, and see, this is, I think everybody is relating to you right now, Josh. Yeah. Because we all get it. We're like, oh my goodness, maybe I have underestimated him. But how do we get this thing turned back around? Right. Because I don't want you just to come to the idea and the understanding that you've wrong-sized God. Yeah. I want to help you. We want to help you right-size God. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to do right now is we're going to bring some scriptures to you. But see, this is your thing, though. You're going to have to get in your word. Yeah. Because part of the way that you can right size God, this is how we do it. Yep. You, you, you search out the scriptures and you read these and you, you consume them, right? In the last podcast, we talk about craving and consuming and how we will begin to crave whatever we consume. So if you begin to consume Soon. the bigness of God, then you will begin to crave, crave it in your life, the bigness of God. Yes. So let's go to a couple of scriptures here. One of them, uh, you, you mentioned Revelation 1. Were you going to say anything else about no, that? No, I think I just covered okay. that. But what I was going to go to, you guys, is the book of Job. You all know the whole story. You know what happens at the beginning. You yeah. know what happens in the middle. These discouraging guys come, speak all sorts of crazy stuff, maybe well-intentioned, maybe not well-intentioned. But the whole book, uh, at the end, in chapter 38, uh, Job is crying out to God. And I'm going to start it. Uh, <laughs> he says, the Lord actually responds to Job in verse 3, and he says, brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you understand who marked off its dimensions. Surely, you know who stretched a measuring line across it. Then it it fast forward guys. This is like four chapters of this whole thing. And this is how the, 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 the book ends at the beginning of chapter 42. 
Job replied to the Lord. So Job cries out, the Lord responds, and now this is Job's final response. Come final on, answer, he says, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Mm. Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer. And my ears have heard of you. Here's the, here's the application, friends. Mm. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Wow. That's his response. Wow. It's just, ah, oh, I got Come nothing on. to bring. I got no answers. Lord, you're, it's, this is far too lofty and grand for me to fully comprehend. So true. We've totally dumbed down God in our minds. We've completely underestimated his glory and brilliance. It's, it's like we've lost our ability to see things as they are. See that God's majesty is beyond our ability to comprehend. And to top it off, we've given glory to man for things that pale in comparison to all our God is and all he has done. We've lifted up the puny powers of created men, giving ourselves credit for the things only God can do. We're in serious need of a recalibration, just like Job and his friends. We talk of things we don't know, but if we were to ever come face to face with the God of the universe, we would respond just as Job did, as Daniel did, as so many have. They respond with utter terror, so consumed by fear that they can't even stand up straight. Okay, so I'm seriously pumped for this week. Not only am I flying to Orlando to speak at the Deeper Worship Intensive at Deeper Fellowship Church, we are also recording our brand new Worship Live EP this week at North Central University. I can't wait for you to hear the new songs and to experience what we experience on a daily basis in our chapel at NCU. Okay, as we get back to the conversation, I reveal some powerful truths linked to the fear of the Lord from the movie Rio. And Josh challenges us to break free from the disconnect we often feel as we mistake the kindness of Jesus for lack of power. So lean in all the way as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. And when was the last time that we actually had that sense where, where we just literally were speechless, like Job. I mean, Job went off, and so did all of his friends, for, for chapters, chapter, yeah. chapter, after chapter, after chapter. Yep. And then God comes in and actually reveals who he really is. <laughs> and Job is like, I'm done. I'm dead. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Isaiah, right? I mean, when he saw the Lord... Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm done. Oh my goodness. I'm over. Yeah. I'm a man of unclean lips to live among a people of unclean lips. Yeah. I'm dead. What was me? What was me? Yeah. You know, because they had a real encounter with God. That's how, it. let's say it again. How can you worship a God that you're not impressed with? Yeah. And this, this is honestly something about how I'll, I'll read a couple of other big God scriptures. And then I want to get into uh, a little bit about the fear of the Lord. Cool. Cause this is something that we're missing, uh, in our, in our day and age. Uh, but a couple other scriptures, big God scriptures, Psalm 97.3 declares, fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. Oh. His lightning flashes out across the world. Wait, 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 wait. Who's lightning? Mm. Oh, he owns the lightning. Yeah. Oh, 
It's not just something he borrowed from a bigger God. No, he made the lightning. It's his. It says his lightning flashes out across the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Wow. Come on, man. I mean, you're talking about Mount Everest. Wow. It's a frozen chosen right there, man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and yet it melts like wax before Before the Lord. Lord. Jeremiah 10, 14 Mm. stresses that compared to God, the whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge at all. Wait, wait, wait. No knowledge? Like in comparison, like we know a lot of things. I mean, in in our modern day, we've, we've discovered a lot of things. We know a lot of things. I mean, we can fly to the moon we can do all this crazy stuff yeah but god is still saying take up every amount of knowledge the total capacity of all of human knowledge and compare it to god's knowledge man and it's literally not a drop in the bucket killing me Isaiah 40, 22 tells us that it is god who sits above the circle of the earth and that all the people below must seem like grasshoppers to him. <laughs> you know, sometimes, Josh, I feel like, like I feel like God is just a little bit bigger than me. Like, you know, I mean, I know he's bigger than me, but just a little bit, right? Mm. No, no, we got to right-size God. Yes. We've wrong-sized him. As you said, we put him in a box. Uh, Isaiah 40, 25, God asks, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? He continues, look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army. Yeah. One after another, calling each by its name. Crazy. Josh, he names every star. Yeah. There's billions of them out there. He mm-hmm. knows them. Oh yeah, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. He knows them all. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Big freaking God. <laughs> Say it together. A big freaking God. Right? Even Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, it says this. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. Mm. Say that out loud. He alone is God. He says, I am God and there is none like me. Yeah. Listen to this. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Guys, our God is outside of time. Yeah. Like he can see. I mean, he's a big freaking (laughs) God, right? It reminds me to me of uh, one of my favorite kids movies. (laughs) And we love bringing these little movies. Uh, But I just feel like there's so many great little analogies. Uh, One of my favorites is Rio. Rio. Come on, man. I love that. That's some good music, too. That is good music. Ah, such a good song. Anyways, but I'm going to keep talking so Josh doesn't start singing. Because if he starts singing, then I might start (laughs) dancing, and that could be a problem. Anyways. Okay, never mind. Keep moving. (laughs) So we got Raphael. We got Jewel in Blue, right? The two birds, the two, uh, what are those birds called? Macaw. Macaw. I say blue macaw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We got Jewel and Blue, right? They're the two blue macaws, only two left on earth. They're they're foot cuffed together. Mm-hmm. And so their friend, uh, the toucan, Raphael, mm-hmm. is trying to help them get free. Yep. So he says, hey, I got this friend, Louise. I'll take you to go see my friend Louise, you know, and he'll get you set free. So they go down this street and they go down this dark alley and go into this dark garage, mm-hmm. like warehouse type building. Mm-hmm. And the, the eerie music is playing, you know, and you're like, oh my goodness, this doesn't seem safe. Could be dangerous. They're looking at each other like, what are we doing? They're walking in with these hand, these foot cuffs on. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, this massive bulldog comes yeah. out. <laughs> 
I mean, just coming after, you know, I love the little three-legged race thing going on with uh, Jewel and Blue. They're like, left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left. <laughs> and they're trying to run away from him as fast as they can with yeah. these foot cuffs on. And all of a sudden, uh, Louise just pounces on him. Well, of course, at that point, you don't know it's Louise. So all of a sudden, the bulldog, he comes and he pounces on him. You just know they're going to get scarfed up for lunch, right? And then the camera pans up from their point of view, and this bulldog is with a big old mean face, and he's got this drool yeah, hanging drool. down. It's yeah, about yeah, to yeah, touch, touch the birds, yeah. right? And, and they're like, this is it. This is the end. They know they're going to be devoured. And all of a sudden, he breaks, and he goes, I got you good. And he says, I could have ripped your throats out, but I didn't. <laughs> And then he pauses and he thinks for a second and he goes, but I could have. I mean, that to me is the fear. I just wish everybody could see Jeff's facial expressions as he's telling this story. If we ever get the uh, YouTube videos yeah. edited, then they'll, we'll, they will be able to see him. But, <laughs> but seriously, bro, this is the fear of the Lord to me. Yeah. Now, the point here is if God's the bulldog, he's not running around trying to squash us and, you know, and, and threatening to kill us and oh, I'm going to beat you up, whatever. Mm. Um, but we understand the perspective is that he could. Mm -hmm. Do we know what, what God we are serving? See, from that point in the movie, now the bulldog becomes the greatest caretaker of Blue and Jewel. Right. He watches over them. Yeah. And because they're walking close to him, no one can take them out. Yeah. Right? So they know, but they know who they're walking with. Hmm. They're not deceived into thinking that they're just walking with another bird. Yeah. They know that they're walking with a big, bad bulldog. Yeah. But he's their friend. They're walking close. Yeah. But they know who he is and they know what he's capable of. We have to understand that our God could squash us like bugs. Mm -hmm. Now, he doesn't. In fact, I would say in the book, I, I, I have a subtitle that says, uh, the terrible God. Now, is he terrible? Yes, he's terrifying. But what's really terrifying is how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. See, because yes, he could, This is, but this is that precarious balance that we have to walk in. Yeah. We understand that who our God is, he is massive. He yeah. brought us into this world, Come on. Yep. We got to be real. He's the one who started this. We did not create ourselves. Yeah. Right. And he has the power to do whatever he wants. And so he is a big God. And so he's calling us to cultivate that heart of the fear of the Lord in our lives so that we can right size him. Because yeah. if we'll right size him, then we'll right size our worship yes. of him yep. as well. You know, Jeff, going back to scriptures, I'm just thinking about, you know, that, that that psalm that says that he wraps himself in light as with a garment or like, you know, back to Revelation 1, that his voice is like the sound of rushing waters. And, yes. and you know, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect possibly with this kind of seeing God in this big, terrifying, amazing, mm -hmm. uh, splendiferous, awesome way <laughs> is because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And when, mm. when we see Jesus as he walked as a man and as he loved and as he knelt for children and, yeah. and allowed his feet to be washed by the woman, uh, with the anointing oil and all that stuff, we see this gentleness and we see this beauty and, and graciousness in Jesus that maybe we don't see in God, the father, yeah. we, but if we look for it, we'll find it. Yes. But I think that's Jeff, maybe the disconnect a little bit is we look at Jesus as he is the invisible uh, image of the invisible God. 
Uh, But still, you guys, the father, he's the father of glory. He's the father of lights. He's the father of spirits. He is this grand, grand, grand father that uh, I think we have a hard time relating with. And that's why we're trying to paint this picture. Yeah. And it's like we also forget who Jesus is. Again, we talked about this a couple podcasts back, but where we think of Jesus as the lovey-dovey one and, yep. and, and God as the, the terrifying one. But actually, you know, even that image that John sees in yeah. Revelation is uh, exactly like the one in Daniel chapter 10. Come on, baby. And, and that revelation is a picture, we believe, of Jesus. Yes. So he is the guy who carries the sheep around yep. his shoulders, right? It's such a nice, calming <laughs> shepherd, but he's also the terrifying yep. one. He's the warrior. He's not, right. He's yep. the warrior. He's got the sword coming out of his yep. mouth. Come yep. on, man. Yep. I mean, that stuff is terrifying because he's got that. He's got all these amazing mm. characteristics. He is incredible. Yeah. And if you're just accepting the Jesus or the God that's so nice and lovey-dovey, you're missing out the blue on the sash. bigness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On the power of God. This beautiful image of, of Daniel, you know, mm. and, I mean, and I won't go into the whole story, but you can look at Daniel chapter 10. I mean, he encounters, he has this vision of Jesus, just like John has in Revelation. And it says there that from his face uh, came flashes of light and his eyes were like flaming torches. You know, this is Daniel doing his best to describe. Yeah. Because I'm sure it wasn't actual flaming torches, but it's something much more powerful and scary yeah. than that even. Yeah. You know, it says like lightning was coming off him. All this description. Well, then he says this in verse nine. When I heard him speak, I fainted. Mm. <laughs> When I heard him speak, I fainted and I lay there with my face to the ground. It says, then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. Hmm. Like there's parts in here. You go through this whole thing. You got to read it, guys. There's parts in here where literally Daniel says he was unable to speak a word. It says that my strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Mm. Have you been there where you've been so afraid that you could hardly breathe? Wow. Like this is the God we serve. And really in this moment, he saw the vision of Jesus, but then he's having an actual encounter with an angel. Yeah. So he actually faints and he loses his strength after just encountering an angel. Imagine if you actually came, it wasn't just a vision, but you actually came face to face in the physical realm with Jesus, wow. with our God, and this guy's fainting around an angel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we're just we're, we're just so underestimating. It's, it's just hard to find the right words to say it all, but we're underestimating who God is. So as we kind of wrap this back around, again, we always want to come back to purpose. Mm-hmm. Our purpose here is not just to go, oh, okay, God's big. Cool. Yeah. Done. No. <laughs> if you got that part, you're kind of like, I already knew that, Jeff. I knew that, Josh. You know, uh, The purpose is that it will help us. If we right-size God, it'll help us right-size our worship. Yeah. It will help us right-size our expression toward him. And if you find yourself numb or blah, or you've, as we said earlier in the podcast, you've yep. been struggling, you've been, uh, you've almost turned away from the Lord. Maybe you lost your heart for God. This is one of the ways that you can stir up your heart for God again, is to begin reading, seeking out, searching out the scriptures for big God scriptures. We have this culture, this modern day pop culture, even in the church where all this positivity, 
You know, you can't say anything scary or negative. You don't want to talk about hell or anything bad. You don't want to talk about the blood of Jesus. I've literally just heard of churches that refuse, like it's against the rules to say the blood of Jesus. Mm. I'm sure that you can't talk about the anger of God either. You know, the wrath of God. These are real things. So if you've lost some of that awe of God, Mm -hmm. it's because you've not been cultivating that heart of who God really is and how powerful and how terrifying he actually is. And you use that adjective terrible, man. Yeah. And I know, I I, I know people I don't are like listening it, to that real. and it's making their flesh crawl a little bit. It's making yeah. them uncomfortable, but he truly, truly is all of that and more. And we're asking that God restores the wonder of the mystery and the majesty of God to you. Yeah. And I mean, the last little thing that we want to just chat about for just a couple of seconds here is this statement that I wrote in the book. And this is where, this is where this really hits us. Yeah. If you find yourself uninspired by God, could it be, just, 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 could it be? Ask yourself this question. If you are uninspired by the Bible, if you're uninspired by the body of Christ, if you're uninspired by the idea of eternity, if you're uninspired by God, is it possible that you actually have never encountered him? Because I'm telling you, if you had truly encountered the God of the Bible, you could not remain the same. Hmm. I mean, this is intense, right? Because we're getting, now we're getting a little bit like, whoa, Jeff, you may cross over the line there. What are you talking about? You're messing with people's salvation. Are you messing with people? Like, do they really know who God is? But this is the, I mean, if we're not responding as if we're impressed by God, Mm -hmm. maybe it's because we aren't impressed by God. And maybe if we aren't impressed by God, maybe we've never encountered him. Hmm. Because if we had encountered him, we would be inspired by God. We would be impressed by him because there's no questioning his, his beauty, his wonder, his, there's no questioning his awesomeness. Like he is beyond imagination. Hmm. So guys, how do you deal with this? Do you walk away and say, well, I guess I haven't encountered God then if I'm not impressed by him. No, you go to him and you say, God, will you help me? Yes. Will you help me cultivate a heart that is, has the fear of the Lord, a heart that truly is in awe of you, a heart that is impressed by you, that longs to worship you? Will you reinstate? Hmm. Will you instill that in my heart again? So that's what we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we come to you and we ask for those Mm. who are listening, God, that you would rebirth in us again. Josh, myself, Mm. everyone who's listening, Lord, would you rebirth in us again the awe and the wonder of our God? Lord, you are amazing. Lord, we know the Israelites didn't even want to write the vowels in your name because they were so aware of how amazing you are. Mm. We thank you, God, that you're not just fearful, that you're also loving and kind, but you are both. And so, Lord, we pray that you would stir up that heart of wonder in us again, Lord, to remember that you are an amazing, incredible, massive God. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
help us, Lord. Is it possible that the reason we aren't amazed by God is simply because we haven't set aside time to seek Him, to know Him, to see Him? That's too easy. I mean, if He is who He says He is, we should be walking around this earth trembling in awe of our God while climbing onto His lap at the same time, relatively unimpressed by the things of this world. How are we going to right-size God once and for all? Let me suggest that it's time to dig into the Bible, to find some earth-shattering big God scriptures. I know it sounds too simple, but it's how God designed us. Something happens inside as we study God's Word. Okay, on our next podcast, Josh and I go super personal as we highlight the how so many people are missing, the one where God calls us to come face-to-face with Him. So, thanks again for walking with us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for a compelling new episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.